0: He seems super unhealthy. Um, <laughs> he, he could be played by Danny DeVito in the live action. <laughs> S- size and shape wise, I think that would work very well. Hey
1: guys, welcome to another episode of I Finally Watched. I'm Milan, And this is
0: David. And today I finally watched Akira. Akira. So Dave,
1: uh, this is our first um, animated film that we're reviewing, is it not?
0: Besides that one section of a uh, kill bill volume 1 yeah
1: yeah uh you know i'm i'm kind of a less now more in my like high school years of a somewhat of a weeb weeboo um but you know i i first well first of all i'm a purist so i've read the manga you know all like six volumes of, you know, this very long saga of Akira. Um, And not that I expect you to, uh, to have have read any of this, but I thought the movie captured like a good portion of it. And I was really interested in to see what you think of it overall, because I, I really like uh, the books and I really like the, um, the movie even though like the movie's kind of water down uh story from where the books come from but uh what did you think of it
0: i thought it was pretty good i think um anime isn't really my thing i think it's the second one i've ever seen uh the first being uh princess mononoke um and so it, it was good i actually really liked the princess mononoke when i saw it um, I think this, you know, you told me before I started watching it that it was it was six like volumes of like a manga, manga. However, I'm going to pronounce it different ways probably throughout. Um, Don't worry, you'll make uh, any um, a- a- any form of pronunciation you choose. You'll you'll make someone angry, obviously. Um, but I think this movie from from knowing that it's got this really like kind of big voluminous story you can kind of tell in this movie that there has to be a lot cut out because the movie is fairly simplistic in the story like obviously it's got this very kind of like science fiction dystopian themes going on but the actual like plot of it is super simplistic and like can be described very quickly right
1: yeah and i mean he okay so for example a couple of like like in in your opinion for the movie that that um we're talking about here who is the main character who who do they portray as the main character
0: i think there's i think it's uh it's tetsua who gets the powers and then it's kanada right I think those are the two um if you're having to choose between those two, I would say Kaneda. Um, but in the beginning, he's not really even the focus. It's almost split down the line of the movie. The first half is more of Tetsuo's movie, and the second half is more Kaneda's. But I think it's well, it's, it's it's probably both theirs.
1: So in the movie, I, I would agree with you. I would think Kaneda... Probably the hero of the film, Altetsu is kind of like yeah, he's a main character, and he's kind of like this uh, what like um, tragic villain, but still you know the villain in a way. Um, in in the manga though, if you can imagine, you know six I believe it's six huge volumes. Uh, those two characters are actually very little uh, very little focused on. Um, they kind of share the same amount of page time with um like four of the other side characters, or at least like the side characters that were made in the film. And another really like big dramatic uh change is that in the manga, Akira is like alive and well. Mm. Um, so it would have been interesting, and but you know, then that would have caused a lot, you know, the movie to be a lot longer. So I kinda like what they did to kind of like keep this um contained yeah
0: and they probably focused on the elements that that would have made it more cinematic um exactly and and i think it was right you know saying it's a simplistic story i don't think is is like a a detriment or me kind of belittling the movie but i think it, it does point out that there's no way that this movie can contain like entire story that it was trying to portray or was you know it probably didn't even set out to portray but the entire story it could have
1: right and and I actually there's some aspects you know since they're going into this direction of where Kaneta is the main character they make him out to be this kind of um well what would you say like he he was always proactively trying to save Tetsuo you could say right Right. Um, but in the manga he was just like I need to find him to kill him. And, and I, th- I kind of like this way better in the movie because then they kind of gives like this this goal that I could back you know that's like oh they're, they're they're brothers in a way you know they're brothers in arms or they're brothers in this gang and Kaneda doesn't really know how bad it is for Tetsuo so he's always trying to like find this redemption from him um but we find out in the story that you know the power of of this like blue old children power i guess you could say um is like pass passed down or awakened by certain like cataclysmic events and tetsuo is was just is a bad dude he's a bad dude to have this kind of thing happen to him
0: yeah he's i mean he's just the the type of guy that um Given a little bit of power, he uh, he likes to lord it over people and, and exercise that power. Um, uh, yeah, I think they explain in the movie, at least, that everyone has these capabilities, but it just has to be, like, awoken in them. Mm-hmm. Um, the start of the movie is is pretty cool, though, because you have, basically, they explain that there was a, you know, World War Three that hit Tokyo. And so now we're in uh, new Tokyo in the far off year of 2019. And um, starting off, you have really no idea like what this movie is about. At, at least I didn't going into it, like not knowing anything about it. Um, and so you have like these biker gangs just kind of fighting through the city while like riding around. And then you have these protests of people basically just protesting the government, um, which is, is really interesting for for Japan because you, you don't think of it of japan is like having these type of problems so like (laughs) their artists kind of imagining this world where like they've blown themselves up and um now like the the government is corrupt and the people are 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 rioting and protesting um it's interesting but the the first thing i noticed is the the animation obviously looks dated but still really cool yeah um like stylized uh, Right. And my favorite parts are like the the big cityscapes when they're like from far away or just showing like the buildings in the background like that part of it to me is a, is like the just the most well done and kind of breathtaking. Um but like overall I think all the all the animation is pretty good.
1: Yeah, my favorite um of the animation is is kind of like when there's this like almost unnatural movement with like the um, mechanical aspects of certain things. Like I love the, uh, the animation they use to um, when you see the bikes move Uh, like even the light, the things that they do with the light, like the headlights and the, and the taillights of the bikes going down the the highway and then um, just the gears turning and stuff like that. Did you have an issue with any of the like, I, I use this word loosely, but like unrealistic expectations of character movements. Like, I, like what I mean is there's this one scene where Kaneda jumps off the back of one bike and then runs towards uh, another bike, motorcycle that's coming at him, jumps off of the top of it, kicks the guy in the head. Like everything else is pretty grounded except for when you get into like the psychic blue children did you, did that take you out of it at all or
0: were you like all right i can like get behind this no i think it may uh, <laughs> to me it's just like it's a it's an anime so it's like you know i just you are more willing to accept whatever happens which is to me always why i find the idea of this being a live action remake which i've heard about for years um kind of puzzling to me um but really yeah the uh, some other animation i liked um, you were talking about like when you see them on the motorcycles, but when we're, when they're on that little like hover flying, like thing that they use to guard all the, uh, the children with powers um, and uh, Canada and, and K are on it and yeah. like they're flying through and it's like a first person POV of them flying through the building through these tunnels and like the way they use like the marks on the walls to like show like speed. Um, that was pretty cool. I, uh, and I don't know if you you can sort of lead this discussion, I guess, but I was do you wanna do you wanna just start from the top with the story now and and work our way through. I, I will have questions throughout.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um okay, so we start off. I love this kind of um uh I well, okay. I guess we first have to start at the backstory, right? There's like this giant explosion that happens in the year of 1988 in the middle of Tokyo, kind of causing this like neo-Tokyo uprising to like the world of today which in the film it's like 2019 um and it's exactly what you know like when when we enter neo-Tokyo it's exactly what every movie or show made in the 80s of a dystopian future would think of what today would look like in a dystopian future of the '80s, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, especially like Blade Runner.
1: Well, I, I mean, I think we, you know, we talked about this before, but like Blade Runner and and um, certain '80 future movies take a lot of uh, aesthetically
0: from from this. The one building that's like all like yellow lights and it's like a I forget what geometric shape it is, but it's not just like a straight down building. Right. That totally, I was just like, that looks almost exactly like Blade Runner. Well, what about like all the holographic
1: billboards and stuff? Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so it gives you this like really big backstory, like huge nuclear explosion, changed the lives of these people forever. This is what it's like 33 years later, yada, yada, yada. And then you're introduced to our, I guess in the movie, our main character in a really cool way. And I love when movies kind of like, focus in on like a small aspect of this big world that they're building so we're in in this like cd bar right and um canada is about to turn on a (laughs) uh a cd on a jukebox which is supposed to be retro yet futuristic
0: yeah i mean if you go to like a waffle house now they still have that probably
1: probably yeah um and i i just what did you think of the dialogue and like all the characters like the background characters doing like cd shit and uh the 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 one guy who who uh is like i wouldn't drink this piss even if you know
0: uh i think it's funny i will say that besides tetsua all the other guys that look pretty i think it's unless you've watched this multiple times it's very easy to just confuse all the other characters in the biker gang. Oh yeah, definitely. Um Tetsuo's got like this it's either premature baldness or just as he's got like the biggest forehead like I've seen. <laughs> um and so you, I guess it starts by he's out playing with Akira's bike and I almost thought he was like much younger than the rest of them, like he was like a little brother, right? Um is the the vibe you get that uh, Akira's like the or sorry, not Akira, Kana does like the cool, like main leader of this group and he's got the coolest bike. Um, And then for some reason, they just start riding around, like chasing after this other gang. Um, And at the same time, you have a huge, uh, like protest against like this government and this protests, the protests seems to happen like 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like are constantly going, like never ending. And then you, like as the biker gang fight is happening, you have this mysterious guy who I'm not sure you ever learned his name, but he's, uh, he's kidnapped this green child and is like running from the, the government, the, like the military. Yeah. Um. This is when I actually wrote this down that at this point I thought Tetsuo was like a main character um, because he's like, we're introduced to all the other guys at, at once. And then Tetsuo was out there like messing with the bike and we're kind of seeing it from his perspective. And like, he's getting the main dialogue. And so I definitely think like in the beginning, he's like, as I said before, the main character. Um, But I also, the, when they start shooting at the green kid and whatever guy has like, has him, the animation on the kid, like screaming and all the buildings falling down, like just the glass. That was really, really good. Yeah. Um,
1: I love people's reactions so in the manga, and I'm actually kind of sad they don't get into this more in the movie because I think it would have made a lot uh, more things clearer. But there's like so many different sects of people in uh, that, that's like focused on and like fleshed out, right? Because you have Canada, Canada. <laughs> you have Canada. I guess his name does sound like Canada, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't forget yeah. it. Yeah, you have him and his biker gang, right? And then you have the clown gang. And then you have the psychic blue children.
0: They're more green.
1: Greenish blue.
0: Um,
1: then you have like the military and the government, which in the book is explained so thoroughly. I remember getting extremely bored reading all that like crap and then you have like kai and ryu uh or k k and ryu who are like the the trying to like they're they're trying to overthrow it right they're trying to find ways to kind of like get out from under the the military um the military's plans um did you like the relationship between like all the different sectors or did you feel like you were missing some information there?
0: No, no. I mean, so I, th- you know, when I was like 30, 40 minutes into, into the movie, I was talking to you about it and said that I was like, thought I was maybe confused, but honestly, like thinking back on it. And like I said, the, it's kind of very simple to follow. And in it being so simple, you feel like you're missing things, but really like you're not, there was nothing I felt like I missed in this. Um, you know, you have in the beginning, they don't explain a lot, but you have uh, Kay and Ryu that you can clearly see are working together. And then the guy that is with the green kid as he's dying tells the green kid, find Ryu. And so then the green kid is trying to escape. And of course he then runs into the biker gang. And this is where like our two stories intersect. Um, and, and I'll just say, I, I love how that happens too, because you get introduced to the, the biker
1: gang and, and the clown gang and there you know they have this rivalry then you you cut away from that to focus on you know the the green kid and then you cut back to the biker gang um and the stories just kind of like formulated in such a way like they fall together so perfectly where the green kid is just trying to run right and just so happens to run into tetsuo
0: yeah and then that obviously sparks his his powers the thing so at this point I was like thinking the green kid who we also know is number 26 and then also has a name. I think it's Takashi. Takashi. I thought he was like happy to be freed. Right. And like, was really like wanted to stay free, but then almost nothing in the rest of the movie like confirms that except maybe at the end, but really like he like, the military finds him and they're like, they take him and they also take Tetsuwa because he looks injured. Um, and then it's just like, he's like, okay, cool. And then he's just like back home, like chilling again with his other two friends. Uh, so that part was like not confusing to me, but I was like, it doesn't really, it just doesn't jive. It obviously doesn't matter to the story that much, but I just thought it was interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I didn't really even think of it like that. I thought of it more like the guy who was taking him away that got killed was trying to like use him so that the like the coup would have equal power or like be on the same because basically you find out that akira and the psychic children are basically used by the government as like weapons right
0: right and i think i guess they have different powers um like, the little girl has, like, she has, like, some precog stuff. Which, when they said precog, I was like, is this where um, Minority Report came from? <laughs> Jordan Peele could be the Akira remake director from 2017. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy, all the people that have been, uh, like, linked to this project. I wish I, I wish I'd taken the time to, like, look it up because it'd just be so funny. Like, I remember I heard about this, like, 15 years ago i didn't watch the movie but i heard about it and that at that point they were like trying to make a live action and like dicaprio was attached to it and like i read the list of people who had been attached to it before that it's just so fucking nuts like how many people and it's gonna be horrible when they make it it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna be good
1: so they're only saving grace and i think the only like honest like okay when they were making the the animated film this one they should have done it this way is if they make a series out of it because you really need to take time to like flesh these characters out, you know, have the audience actually care for what happens to them because other than that, you just have like a cool plot. You have a cool storyline with no substance.
0: Yeah. The problem is though, it's just you have these such like supernatural elements like at the end, Um, like the science fiction elements along with this very grounded, like, coup elements and like espionage and like new world order type thing going on that i think it's just like all of those divergent like themes and like just feel to the movie i think is better in an anime or better in just a foreign movie i just think as like (laughs) as, as an american remake we would just be like this movie doesn't know what it wants to be it's all over the place i just don't think it works. Uh, although, and we were talking about this before we started recording, I, I said to you that I thought Christopher Nolan could do a good job on this, but then I guess it's reported that right now the latest person attached to this is Taika Waititi, and it's like I trust him to. I, I would at least see it. <laughs> yeah, at least you know, you know, it'd be it'd be unique, it'd be interesting because
1: uh, Taika Waititi has a voice, you know, at least. Um, okay, so where were we in the story? I think at this point. I think the guys are at the police station. Yeah, they're at the police station. And I love everything about the police station. That's one of my favorite scenes. Cause I you know, they're just like they made up the story that they're gonna go see the, like their their mother in the hospital, and then they get threatened by this guy who like pulled a grenade, but then it just like misfired or just didn't it was a dud. It was a dud. And he gets the absolute crap beaten out of him. And they get let go. But then he takes uh, K with him.
0: And he just,
1: sees, uh, he just sees a hot girl who honestly looks a lot like him. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the character designs are less than inspiring, I would say. But because, um, you know, there's like the there's Ryu, right? And right. then there's like the military guy. And I
0: always got them confused. Yeah, the only difference is like the uh, kernel is just a lot bigger. What I what I thought was kind of interesting is this section of the movie reminded me a little bit of like Face Off, in that if you set if you have your story where like people get captured, it it's almost invariably, especially if they get captured in these like like by these government officials and they're supposed to be put in this facility when they escape so easily it's kind of like all right well that just seems so like far-fetched like Tetsuo just like takes his bandit like takes the things off his arms and like walks out the door and has escaped and then the guy I was guy gonna ask just- you about that
1: I was gonna ask you about that because um you're talking about when his first escape right when he uh goes to
0: meet uh, uh what's her name Ka- Kaori Kaori that's what you're talking about right well, yeah, but then, too, uh, Canada and his friends, like, they just say some story to, like, these like these police. And the police are like, ah, oh, yeah, they're too young. They couldn't do this. And just, like, let them go.
1: And what's crazy is that they were actually looking for Kay. Like, they had her picture in a book. Like, <laughs> we're suspicious of this, of this woman. And uh, Canada is like, hey, uh, so this woman right here, uh, the one you're looking for, she's our friend. We can take her, right? And he's like, I don't.
0: Don't, don't call me old and get out of here. I'm 25. I'm not even married. And um, also, I don't think uh, age is the best that after they get out, Canada just like expects a date from Kay. It's like, oh, you stuck up bitch. How dare you walk away from me?
1: <laughs>
0: she's like uh, some incel vibes there.
1: I uh, love it though, but she's so focused on like her mission. Like she sees Ryu, right? And she's like, okay, I you, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for letting me go. Or thank you for busting
0: me out. But bye. I do love later on Canada's like when Ryu like they all tr- like find him like in their hideout and he's like uh, and he's with K and uh, he's like should I K should I tell them what we are you know I mean <laughs> I mean boyfriend and girlfriend might be a little far and they're like they're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> they're like okay but seriously who's this and she's like I don't I don't even know
1: he helped me he's good but you know whatever. Um, yeah, and there there's so many elements to what happens that like in the movie that doesn't quite make sense, but then in the big like, in the fleshed out world of the manga, is like, yeah, I can get behind it. But then again, we don't have time to explain everything in, in, in a two hour thing. You know, it's funny and I, I thought this was weird when I first watched the movie and I actually had to go back and read the book. But do you know, um, did you find it odd how there was like this cult of Akira? Did you notice that cult?
0: No, I thought it was just kind of like when you were talking about there earlier, there are different like sex and gangs. You were talking about the bikers. But to me, it's felt like there are different like sex and like protester groups. They're like the groups that are just like think the government is corrupt. But then there's also these like religious groups who um, because we haven't talked about this yet, but like. Uh, in the beginning of this movie, there's like this explosion, it's called world war three. And it turns out that like this explosion was caused by Akira. um, And some of the people know this and believe it, or they have faith that it happened, I guess. Um, But the military and the government for sure knows this is what happened. Right. Um, And so like, I thought that that was cool, a little cool aspect of it. And I assumed it was something that was, you know, delved into more deeply um, in the, in the writing. I mean literally what was given one line
1: in the in the in the movie was like um, you remember when they mentioned student protests mhm yeah that's like a whole that's like a whole book it goes into like what they're protesting about and everything like that
0: I'm going to suggest that uh from here on out you keep your book to movie comparisons to a minimum.
1: I just want I just brought this up to to mention one more thing is that if you remember there was this woman who had like big black hair and she was like one of the main like religious things of Akira. Sure. Do you remember who I'm talking about? I said sure. Just okay, keep going. Um she is actually um she used to be one of the children one of the psychic children in the facility huh. and she has the power of clairvoyance so that's why she like she knows about akira and she has these followers because they like she's like a god to them in some way and the fact that you see her for 0.0 3 seconds in the whole thing is just like really sad cuz in the in the book she's actually an incredibly interesting character
0: is she the one that like Is on the bridge when it collapses? Yeah. Shouldn't use her clairvoyance
1: on that day? No, probably not. Oh, okay. Also, they probably just didn't give her any of that because they knew they weren't using any of that for her.
0: Uh, The next part of the story we're at, and it's probably one of the weirder parts, is uh, after Tetsua has escaped, he steals Kaneda's bike, which he's always been eyeing it. He meets up with Kaori. Um, And then the clown gang comes up, and... um, For no reason, because there's no, I'd say there's no sexual component to the rest of this movie, Uh, but for some reason, they decide to show the clown gang, like, rip her shirt off, no bra, and then punch her in the face, Um, and I was just like, I was like, when I, this happens, like, what, 20, 30 minutes into the movie, um, and you're like, okay, well, I guess this is the direction we're headed in, like, you know, this is setting the expectations for the rest of the movie. no. No, no, nothing else like that happens again. I
1: mean, you see the clown gang just basically, like, beat murder people, like, throw grenades in cars and blow out windows of restaurants and just, like, straight up have no remorse. So I guess this is, like, them doubling down on, like,
0: they're a motherfucking gang. Like, they'll kill you. Yeah, but they don't make it into the rest of the movie. Well. This This is their last point in the movie. Uh. Don't hurt. So that me. character development really pays off in the end.
1: Yeah, well, don't hurt me, David. But um, they actually are a very large part in the manga. And, Seriously, um... you
0: have to stop. <laughs> Let's focus on this. The uh... this is I finally watched, not I finally read.
1: You know the the interesting thing about that um, almost rape, I guess, is that it shows Tetsuo having like. One having anger issues, like he absolutely beats the shit out of that guy, and he he's like, I don't care if I kill him, I'll just do it. Um, But then it also shows like he he got that angry for someone, so it shows that he actually like cares about someone other than himself, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I get that part. I mean, but you could have just punched him in the face. And the but I think well.
1: they're trying to like they're trying to build this redemption, like did did you like Tetsuo? Because for I could understand Canada's like mission to try to like save him, bring him back, you know? Because he's not an unlikable
0: character. No, he is. In this, he is. You think he's so? Kinda, he's kind of just like a you know a whiny little bitch. He's um, whiny, but I kind of felt bad for him, like pathetic. No, you do. You do feel bad for him. He is uh, like he is pathetic, um, and it's just like. You know, it's the the saying of like, you know, you don't judge people at their worst, like judge people when they, when they have power, like judge people when they're, when they're at their most like powerful or at their, at their, like in their best moments, like how they treat others. And so it's like, you give him like this ultimate power and it's just like the last person in the world you would want to have something like that.
1: Yeah. And I love the little kids
0: too. They're like,
1: yeah, it's usually good, but he wasn't the one to have. (laughs) <laughs> he well shouldn't uh, have
0: had it. Well this is so um like real quick we have uh Canada sees Ryu and k like running and he like follows them and saves k and then that's when she finally takes him back and like meets the whole gang. Mm-hmm. But then right after that you meet uh twenty five, which is this little girl, and she's like a, a precog for you know not use of a better term. And um she immediately is like, This guy is gonna destroy the world. <laughs>
1: yeah you're talking like when she has her when she's in her like drip
0: thing yeah and she's like hey it's just gonna be you us tetsuo and akira's this is before she even meets tetsuo and she's just like this dude is gonna end she actually says this dude's gonna end the world he she he's gonna cause the city to crumble is what she says
1: yeah yeah but she also says something like uh like no one believes her right because she's like
0: oh yeah akira is gonna be there too and they're like Okay, sure. Well, this is uh one of my favorite quotes is the colonel after the doctor like tells him about this is uh, the, I think the doctor says something like, oh, you got to believe her. Or you should believe her. And he goes, my job isn't to believe or disbelieve. It's to act or not act. And I was like, well, you should probably be like believing or disbelieving some facts in order to determine whether or not to act. So no, 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 no. Uh
1: Punch. Shoot and then ask questions later. Um, the, the other thing is, is that I think after that happens, Tetsuo is like recaptured right away again, right? And he's like... Hell. He's
0: recaptured uh, with the whole Kaori and Clown Gang thing.
1: Right. No, that's what I meant. And, and he's recaptured. I don't quite remember what happens to everyone
0: else, though. Um, so he's recaptured... Then Canada follows Ryu and um K. Mm-hmm. Uh Kai and Yamagato don't reappear until Tetsua um reescapes and then they run into him at the dive bar. And then um but that happens after like this whole story where uh Canada goes with this underground group to go uh to go save Tetsua. And I think that's where the story really jumps off right where Tetsuo
1: is like in the hospital bed or like what seems like a hospital bed and he's visited by the children in like a dream almost. Is it a dream or did it actually happen? I felt like it like shit blew up. Things happened.
0: I like how there's like a bunny, a bear and then just like a car, (laughs) Uh, which I assume is the kid in the wheelchair, but I don't know. It was. Yeah. Um, (laughs) even in his imagination he has to have like a metal thing moving him around (laughs) um yeah but i think what's crazy is then you see his power immediately after that he went from like not being able to do anything really to then he just like makes these dudes explode outside of his room that was brutal but also like super cool and then like he immediately knows where to head and he's heading for the children um at the same time canada and the group is like heading to find him uh what i found interesting is you meet this guy um was it nezu who Uh, who are you talking about nezu is like the like kind of short fat like long balding but long haired dude that ryu meets with he's a government official oh that gets them into the sewers right he gives them the passes i think right Um, yeah and at first you think he's a good guy um even when he's on the council meeting later and they're talking to uh The colonel who like throughout this you get like these little uh tidbits of information that like the colonel's in trouble with the with the council and this is the council that runs the city uh presumably and um but later on i think and we can talk about this later you find out that he maybe is not a great guy um but so like this the ryu and that group with canada are like going in right and only K and Canada make it in and they confront Tetsua at the same time that the little children are there.
1: And that's when they're on
0: that like bike that you said you like the
1: animation with. For. Right. Which I also love how those two goons or I guess they're not goons. They're like security guards. They open the elevator and they're just there. <laughs>
0: like in the bike, in the hovering bike. Right. Um, and so then Tetsua just basically kind of goes crazy the uh the colonel and like the doctor come in well i think a big thematic part of that
1: at this point has canada like confronted tetsuo about this cuz i think a huge ongoing theme between these characters is that tetsuo has always been like the weak troubled one and canada is always the cool guy to get him out of trouble and yeah, then it's like ad-
0: a, it's like a little brother syndrome
1: And then at this point, you know, is like sick and tired of always feeling like he needs Canada's help. So he's like, I don't need you anymore. And there's always this like rivalry that Tetsuo has on his shoulders, but Canada just thinks he's trying to help.
0: Right. Yeah. And then up until that point, he's trying to help. And then Tetsuo kind of blows up the building, escapes out. And this is like the visual of where it kind of really looks like Blade Runner, like that building that's all like lit up in yellow. Um, and then Canada and Kay just get put in jail. Right? <laughs> you don't see them get, like, you don't even know what's going to happen to them. Then, like, the next scene you see them, they're in jail.
1: You don't, because, like, someone says something like, oh, I wonder where Canada is now. Like, I think one of his friends or something. And then it just cuts to them, like, in a cell. It's like, oh,
0: okay. And Canada's still kind of spitting his game a little bit. Um, and then you, uh, you get to see what happens to, I think it's funny, like Kay is the girl he likes, but then Kai is one of his friends, and Kai and Yamagata run into uh, Tetsuo, who's gone to the dive bar and asked for pills. Right. And I think it seems like he just really wants to kill the bartender for some reason. He probably just doesn't want to pay for the drugs.
1: Um, I, which... think he could,
0: I think he could avoid payment without killing the guy, though.
1: Well, you, you, you do learn that this like process of like growing power is causing him physical pain. So you have to assume he becomes this like ravenous drug addict to like, keep, keep the pain down,
0: you know? Uh, right. No, I, I agree with that. Like you, you find out at the end that he's been on these drugs that, uh, they kind of told him were to help him with his power, but really they were to like control his power and to control the pain. And
1: then I think at this point, like, this is where, like, everyone at this point in the film has been kept alive for the most part. But this is where the first, like, I guess you would say major death happens is when he kills the, um, I forget his name, but the tall biker. It's either,
0: it's, it's either Yamagata or Kai. Those are the two names. I don't know. I think he kills Yamagata.
1: Kai. Are you saying Kai is different from Kai?
0: Yeah, I think one of the dudes is named Kai, and then the girl is named Kay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So
1: Yama, So he kills Yamagato, and I that hurt me. I really liked him. Like, out of all the characters that you couldn't tell the difference of because the character design and personality is being so similar, he was just a
0: little bit taller, and he was a little bit funnier than everyone, you know? No, I don't. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought there was another dude that just wasn't like, – I thought there was like five guys in the friend group. No, he's the guy at the very, very beginning who walks into the
1: bar, pulls Canada out from the jukebox, and says, I wouldn't drink your piss anyways. That's the guy.
0: Okay, that's fine. But I'm saying there's Yamagata, there's Kai, there's Tetsua, and there's Canada. I thought there was a fifth friend. There's like six of them or seven of them, but they're Look, so all those very minor.
1: They're very minor characters, David.
0: Well, clearly, clearly.
1: Um, it's yeah, funny if get- they sorry but it's funny if uh canada like leaves one of them in
0: the in the jail just to take Kay with him <laughs> just like totally forgot about him uh yeah maybe i um and then you get uh one of the children sets k, k free um, and then they meet up with kai so it's Kay, kai in canada and then one of the children decides that Kay is going to help them and so they make her walk on water and leave and then at this point um Why does Canada take one of the bikes, Yamagata's bike, who just died and run it into a wall? Because he felt like since Yamagata has
1: died, he wants him up in heaven or wherever to have his bike. So he has to destroy the bike to kill the bike to send it to him in heaven.
0: (sighs) Yeah, I also didn't understand why he killed Yamagata, but not Kai. Well, I mean, to be fair,
1: Yamagata was, like, getting all up in his face. I like how yeah. you just find Kai,
0: like, like in an alley full of crap. He's like, oh, Canada. Yeah, well, I mean, Tokyo is not that big, so it makes sense. <laughs> um, you also ruined for me the part that there was a military coup, but then when I get to the scene, the military coup is very quick. It's, uh, it, it's it starts and is done very quickly, where basically the – the council sends an arrest warrant, and they send one dude and like five officers. And then the colonel's just like, "No," and he tells them to shoot this guy. And the guy's like, "Oh fuck, what? No!" Shoot <laughs> uh, I was the only thing that kind of confused me plot
1: wise was the guy who was like trying to collect all of his money and bail bonds out of his safe.
0: That's Nezu. So that's the guy that helped Ryu. So that's Nezu, but that's, that's not the guy who
1: was in the sewer
0: with them. No, I mean I don't know who was in the. Story. Oh, okay. I
1: I apologize. No, Nezu is a is a bad dude. He's a he bad is. motherfucker.
0: And at that point, when you see him collecting all these bear bonds and then shooting Ryu, who's helped him, just because Ryu happened to show up at his like compound, um, it's at that point where you're like, is so he's clearly a bad guy. The colonel's clearly a good guy then. Yeah, and I think that I think that kind of pans out for the rest of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then I think, but. I, I guess what I really like
1: about this film is that it kind of deals on the on the verge of, like, what's moral, what's not moral. You know, it kind of questions morality. Um, I like how they both kind of die, though, right? And I'm talking about Nezu and Ryu. How Ryu is, like, walking through the alley, bleeding out and shot. And then this dude just, like, basically chokes on his own saliva and, like, tries to take pills to, like like get his heart condition down but then just dies anyways. He seems super unhealthy.
0: Um <laughs> he he could be played by Danny DeVito in the live action. <laughs> size and shape wise I think that would work very well. Or um, that guy, you know who he reminds me of, the
1: guy who plays the um the rat from um, Harry Potter? Oh uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. That's a good one. Okay. Um real quick, there's this shot when you're in Nezu's uh like room in his house of a dude in a bathtub right and then this mechanical thing hanging above the guy it almost looked like an arm that came down and like chopped people like i had no idea what that was so confusing to me i think it was just an aesthetic i don't know what that means it's a dead body what is is aesthetic (laughs) is dead bodies no i think that's just like the kind of guy he is right he just like chop like
1: kills people and puts them in bathtubs Just so you understand how bad of a dude he is,
0: like he has one of those in his house just for that. All right. Well, I mean, that question answered, I guess. Yeah. Um, The other thing too is then I guess all these uh, these religious people think that Tetsuo is Akira or is like the second coming of Akira. That's what I thought was like a
1: reincarnation of
0: Akira. And he has all these followers, and then he just blows up a bridge and kills all of them, which was you know, he doesn't give a shit. Tetsuo don't care. No. Um, what did you think about the scientist guy? I
1: thought he was one of the most interesting and I would have liked to see a lot more done with him. I don't remember him in the, in the. I'm sure he is in the manga, but um,
0: he, it was, there were a lot of scenes between him and the general, right? Yeah, no, I mean, he, he's really only around when the, I think it's a colonel. I think he's only around when the colonel's around. Um, who, who do like- you He's looking at some flashing lights a lot.
1: Yeah, something like we're just not supposed to understand. Well, yeah,
0: and then the colonel sees him. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Why didn't you tell me about the lights?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, something we just are not supposed to understand at this point or ever, really. We just know that this is like an energy signature and how Tetsuo is like almost kind of matching Akira's energy but not quite, but then at the end, it's like the same. And then it's like, oh shit, there's going to be like another giant explosion again. You know, that's, that's what I felt from it. But between those two characters, the colonel and the scientist, who were you like rooting for? Who had the, like the moral high ground to you? Well, they're on the same team, right? Um... Kind of, but it felt like the scientist was like doing his own thing on the
0: side. Ah, uh, Maybe. I don't know. I think it was too hard to, until the end, it was too hard to be like, all right, who's right about this? Um, I think all the characters are flawed in some way, except maybe like Canada and and Kai. Um, Because even though the Colonel like is probably in the right for what he's doing. I mean, really, they probably should have killed Tetsuo like day one. Right away. Yeah. Yeah um which is i guess part of his plan he tells the doctor to watch him and let me know because we'll have to destroy him if if things go wrong and so really yeah colonel the colonel is right i just worked it out
1: uh yeah i think you're right i think the the scientist had the was doing was going about it all all wrong um speaking of catastrophic catastrophic deaths and losses um kaori shows up right no okay so hold on at this point you have tetsuo in a stadium
0: right like almost like as a as a he's like it's it's the olympic stadium because apparently it doesn't matter how horribly things seem to be going in tokyo but next summer they're getting the olympics right um (laughs) the uh i love the throne that he's kind of sitting on um well, before that, it's even before at that night part. You have uh, Kay is like fighting him with the children, using her as like a conduit. And then you have uh, Canada comes in with this gun and like almost takes him out. Yeah. And then apparently, out of like, which is totally from like Tomorrow Never Dies. Like Tomorrow Never Dies stole this. Was it Tomorrow Never Dies or Day After Die Another Day? Which I never it's, saw. It's the one with it's the one with Halle Berry. Right. I never saw that one um but a, a soul gun like <laughs> can shoot from space um but just took out his arm i just imagine how precise that is though it, it, it wasn't precise it takes up this whole area but apparently it just cut his arm off it didn't make any sense to me and then he just like flies into space and starts shooting it but it wasn't his plan to start shooting it cuz he doesn't take out almost anybody of importance with that and then just like has it crash uh nearby
1: yeah um that's a whole lot of things happening at this point um one of my favorites is he flies and he's like oh shit i didn't know i could do that um and he goes up into space I, I thought
0: I was like, okay, this is like full, like full throttle now, right? Now you've know like how do you how do you do that in the live action version? This is where it just gets too crazy. Like, how do you do any of this?
1: It gets too crazy. I, I, have you not seen like a CGI movie in the last
0: ten years? I just feel like this only really works as a cartoon because there's a lot of like really high concept like science fiction movies that are just trash. And so I think it's really hard to get those type of movies right.
1: Yeah. And then you have to kind of see like, you know, they did so many different changes to the plot and the characters in the story for this adaption. I wonder how or what they're going to change for the live action adaption. Like is it not even going to follow the same it has to follow the same characters. Maybe not even the same maybe not the same storyline per se, but whatever we get, it won't be as good as the books. And uh, probably probably not the, the anime either. Um,
0: he creates a metal arm. I thought the yeah. animation with that was really cool. Yeah, once he creates it, and then once he's, like, sitting on the throne. Um, yeah, that part's obviously cool. The whole, like, his body starts, like, expanding and like these random like organs like can attack people and then he can't even control it um part was weird
1: yeah and that's where like the the whole save me or like kill me and the difference between can you know Kaneda looks at it like all right i'm gonna have to take my friend out and at first tetsuo was like you can't kill me i'm so powerful and then at the point where he lost control of his bodily functions, he was like, kill me. Like you, you have to kill me now.
0: Right. And before we get to the very end, um, you were, you mentioned Kaori, but uh, really just like a bad run of luck for Kaori. Like first she gets like molested yeah. um, and then she just gets, uh, she gets killed.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's funny. Cause I'm, and I swear this will be my last reference to the manga, but in the manga, she's also killed. Um, but not like that in a much different way. I think she was killed by the government and Tetsuo actually puts her body into the same like chamber that we find Akira in to try to like save her, but that doesn't even work, which is interesting to me that that happens because that's just trying to give, oh, who did I say puts her in the vessel? Tetsuo. Tetsuo, yes. It just shows like Tetsuo's trying to like, find some sort of goodness within him right so I, not, to, I
0: re- not to victim blame but kaori comes to the stadium like after seeing all this destruction that tetsua caused so it's like you know a little bit her fault
1: and she just wants like a nice friendly chat with him
0: um what i do like at this point is the motorcycle finally comes into play you know like the the image that you see from this like on the dvd cover on the poster whatever is like it says akira in bold letters and then just like this really cool motorcycle yeah and for a large part of the movie it's like a very ancillary prop yep um but i did like that it it worked out a little bit in the end uh with him like charging up the gun and then you know it, it was a pretty cool gun yeah it's a laser beam you think it's the same uh, technology that Soul uses? Uh, maybe more like more compact. Yeah, it's like a it's a finer laser. Um, that apparently you can power with like a motorcycle or any any random battery you can find. I believe it. I'll buy it. I mean, it's so cool, right? I mean, it's just
1: like the bike is iconic. He uses it for the cool gun. The way they set it up, I really gave give him props because it's you know it's just like it's. It's you don't forget that, you know, and um, I love the you know, just everything about the costumes like Canada's red jacket with the giant pill on the back, and uh, he gives it to, to Kay, and uh, for the rest of the movie, he's just wearing this pink shirt, but he just like pulls it off so cool,
0: right?
1: Um, and then we have. Which watching this for the first time, because at this point, I, you know, I know that they're just going in a completely different direction, but I I really thought that Canada was going to die like the same way Kaori did.
0: I'm sorry, you had never seen this before? No,
1: no, no, no. Let me rephrase. The first time I watched it, Okay. when, since I've already read the books, at this point, they were going in such a different direction and cutting so much out that i didn't know where this was going so the first time i saw this and he was like you know center mass of of all of tetsuo's organs expanding and everything and you just saw kaori get squished i guess you would, could say uh that's kind of the way i thought this was
0: going to go too i didn't think uh He he shoots himself out with a laser gun, but then decides to jump back into the void. And I like the three children are just like, all right, let's go save him. And in doing so, you have this like tightly wrapped bow of, all right, all the people with powers are now dead. (laughs) Yeah. Or they're... Well, they're gone, but they could come back apparently. They're like living in this
1: like... I took it like they, they were all transported to like a different dimension or something.
0: Right. Well, it's similar to Akira, kind of appears at the end a little bit. And so, similar to that, maybe they could all be summoned back. Um, and then you get these cool flashbacks, which I think is purposely just to give you a, a little more sympathy for tetsua Like, he's, you know, he's a kid whose mom gave him up, and like Canada, like, helps protect him in this foster home. And then you get to see Akira a little bit, but it's also like brief that it's kind of like really hard to follow what the purpose was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but that's just again, I think that just trying to fit so much into to a two hour window that if you took like oh, I guess this was put here to feel bad for him, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. But if you find some other meaning in it, they'll be like, Oh, good, you found that too,
0: you know. But I really thought it was weird to end the whole thing with the hardcore sex scene between Canada and Kay. Just out of nowhere. What are you talking about? Did I watch a different version? Yeah, you must have
1: watched the uh, the hentai ver- version. <laughs> oh, that explains everything now. Your interpretation is all wrong. <laughs> um, Did you like the ending though? I mean, that that's just basically like, kind of like that, like you said, neat little bow. Did that bother you at all? Because I felt like enough people died and enough like casualties and sacrifices and like, the weight of this felt real in the in the world that this was like set in. Were you satisfied with Canada li- living, or did you kind of want to see him? Did you just want to see them all die?
0: No, I was I was fine with Canada living. Um, I generally don't wish for like sad endings for movies. Um, I do think that the movie just ended kind of abruptly after that. Um, yeah. Like everything saved, you see Canada and Kai. And then we don't really know what happened to the colonel and the doctor. We don't have any knowledge of what's going to happen to new Tokyo, which is sort of like all left to the imagination. So, um, and that's like, you can take it or leave it. I don't, I don't really have like too strong of feelings either way of like, did I need a, an epilogue to explain like how things go for, you know, how was the first date between Kenneth and Kai and like, you know, do they eventually move in together?
1: Well, At least the mystery of if they ever have kids, we know what they're going to fucking look like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Inbred. (laughs) Just little clones of themselves. So, I mean, I, like I said, I, I really like this kind of cultural, like, um, take on animation and this kind of like Asian inspired, um, I'm just I'm a big fan of anime, David. And How are you? Yeah. And I love the books. I like the movie. What did you think of it? Because uh you can't you can't hurt my feelings here.
0: Um it was it was pretty good. Uh it's not this is not really my thing, so I enjoyed it for for what it what it was. Um I do think because I know that the, like I'm, I'm somewhat of a completist. So when I know that there's like a whole story out there that I'm missing, it's like I don't know. That takes away a little bit from it. I'm obviously not going to read it. Mm, um, but I, I thought it know. was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good.
1: I smell a, uh, a birthday present coming your way. Uh, no,
0: <laughs> don't you do it.
1: Yeah. Well, look, listen. I'm glad you like it. I know this isn't really your thing. It took a little bit of a. Uh, uh, twisting your arm to, to get you to agree to this. But I'm glad you did. I'm glad um, you watched it. You enjoyed it. Next time we'll do Totoro. I don't mind doing Totoro. I've never seen Totoro.
0: Me neither, obviously.
1: I've also never seen Princess Mononoke. So I'd totally be down to do that.
0: Nah, no, thanks. It's no, a, you have already sold me on it, David. It's a long one. Uh, you gotta do it. It's very supernatural. Big ass wolf in it too. You
1: heard this. uh, You heard it here first, folks. We're uh, we're gonna do all, all anime all the time.
0: Twenty (laughs) twenty one,
1: the year of the anime. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of I finally watched. I'm Milan, and this is David. And I finally watched Akira.